Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! Koskinen with the glove! Unbelievable! McDavid, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point! I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades! Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Hudson. This is Oilers Now, and it is brought to you by Digitex. We're heading to the playoffs. Let's get her going. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. What a show we have loaded for you today. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. On today's show, in less than a minute, Edmonton Oilers General Manager, President of Hockey Operations, Ken Holland. At 12.35 today, NHL insider John Shannon. 105 today, Pittsburgh Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke. 
in a 135, an update from the farm with Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcroft. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood for only $2.99 a square foot. Head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Just before we go to Oilers GM Ken Holland, quickly in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Oilers concluded the regular season on Saturday in a meaningless game. Dave Tippett with the quote of the night after Saturday's game. That game was a win if nobody got hurt, and nobody got hurt, so we're taking a win. Other than that, it was it was uh, a game that uh, had no meaning to it from our side, and uh, so we got through it fine. Oilers practice today. I'll give you the lines a little bit later on. Straight off to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Joined by our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K. Today we welcome back to the show Oilers GM and presence of hockey operation Ken Holland. Hi, Ken. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you've you've been at this a long time. And to be honest with you, Oilers fans haven't experienced a lot where the teams uh, we would have experienced it last year. I think we know where the team was headed when the pause happened. But a, a scenario where the team is clinched and they got games left. And I, I guess when you've gone through what you've gone through over the years, you don't really worry too much about, you know, once you're clinched, once you've in, maybe necessarily how you play down in the final couple of games. Or do you? Like, how do you sort of gauge those sort of things? Well, I, I might agree with Tip there, but you just had that uh, clip from him the other day. I mean, number one is to get through uh, healthy and uh, be able to dress your lineup in game one and not lose anybody uh, in, in the last couple of games of the year. So we, we got through that. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we tried, we dressed everybody. We tried to keep some continuity and, and, uh, and stay ready. But I think that uh, as we've all, everybody's watched over the last couple of days, the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, the three games yesterday, I we always sat in yesterday from 10 in the morning till about six, seven last night. Uh, the intensity level is ratcheted up big time. It's a brand new season. I think three of the four road teams won the first four playoff games. Um, it's, it's, it's a wide open tournament and, uh, it's, it's a brand new season. You, you can, you can throw the regular season stats in the garbage for, from, from my perspective, I think it's a new opportunity for all 16 teams and, uh, um, you know, how we played down the, the stretch. I don't think, uh, you know, unless you go, you're, 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 you know, you're two and 14 or something, but, uh, we, you know, we, we, we played relatively well in the last few games. I didn't think we had a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of energy, but I think when you look at the stand, we weren't really playing for anything, and that had a, a big bearing on on the way we played. Oilers GM Kent Holland, Bob Stoffer with you on uh, Oilers now. Uh, you, you said something. You're in the tournament. Is that? I mean, you had years in Detroit where you guys had the best record in the NHL and maybe didn't have the end result. The first time you won the cup in '97, you guys didn't win 40 games that year. People forget that. And and I guess where I'm going to go with this is I think the Oilers' overall record's a little bit deceiving because in the final uh, 47 games of the season, can you have the third best record in the National Hockey League? So on that note, how would you assess the overall performance of your squad uh, this season? And should you never read too much necessarily into an overall record? Because once you do get there, anything can happen. 
Well, first off, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, my have been at it a long time. You know, Edmonton beat us out. We had 126 points in 0506, and Edmonton knocked us out. I remember one year we, we had 38 more points than San Jose in the first round of the playoffs, and San Jose knocked us out. We had, we had you know, we had lots of veteran, lots of play, experienced players. So it's, it's brand, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a brand new season. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we feel we played, uh, I mean, as you're talking here, I think we went 32-13 and 32-13 and two, our last uh, 47 games. You said we were top five in the league over the last uh, 47 games. Uh, I kind of like our record. I thought that, uh, you know, I think we finished 12th in the league in goals against. Uh, we were, I think, eighth or ninth going in the last three games. We gave up 10 goals, three, three, and four Montreal, the two Montreals. So, I mean, we, we, we started out the first 10 games. I think we were near the bottom of the league in goals against. So, we obviously, our goals against was much better the last 47 games. You know, our specialty teams were, I think we were first in the power play again. You know, so, you know, we, 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 we played at a high level. We played at a high level. Now you got to do it all over again. Now you got to do it all over again. It's an opportunity for, obviously, you know, uh, Winnipeg's coming in here and they're believing when they play their best, they're going to win the series. We believe we're going to play our best. We're going to win the series. Now you play. Now, now you play. You've done everything to play our way into this position. And uh, I think more so with the cap world starting in 0506, you know, that more so than, than prior to 0506, it's a wide open tournament. And, uh, you know, you think about Tampa Bay knocking, getting knocked off two years ago by uh, Columbus in the first round, uh, an eight seed LA Kings winning the Stanley cup one year, anything can happen. Anything can happen. We're in the tournament it starts from, starts from, from fresh on, uh, on, on Wednesday night for us. But I think over the first 56 games, you know, first order business was to play at a high enough level to be in the top four in our division and qualify for the playoffs and i think we had lots of uh, good things happen that we feel real good about ourselves you, you know you think of the the year that mike smith had in net and and our, our the goal the, the tandem of uh, mike and koski either go the last uh, 47 games and our specialty teams and you know jesse pulyarvi and uh, you know there's the, the tyson berry and i can go on there's been lots of good things to happen now now it, again we we got to reprove ourselves all over again starting wednesday night all right, in your wildest dreams on October 10th and around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning, you already got Barry done at that point. And, hey, he delivered, but he also was given the opportunity to deliver because he got a chance to play in the best power play in the league. But in your wildest dreams, could you have envisioned Mike Smith having the third best winning percentage of any starting goaltender in the NHL? Uh, he finished top five in the NHL in uh, goals saved above replacement. I mean, he had a terrific season for a 39-year-old goalie. Yeah, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. I thought, you know, when reflecting back on Mike's season in 1920, I thought that, you know, he gave us a great uh, October, November. I thought he'd come off in December, and then and then he played really good in January, February, and 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 and, and March. But but I think the the thing about Mike is that the, the the consistency from start to finish, night after night after night. Obviously, I think he's played what 30, 32 games, but that's 32, and I think he missed the first 10. We put him on LTI, so that's that's. 32 out of 46 games so you know he was in there on an every night basis and uh, played at a high level consistent night after night after night so uh, he's a big part a big reason why uh, you know why we why, why we finished in second place and you know obviously he's a big reason why we're excited for uh, for the playoffs he's been there before and uh, um, you know and Kai and, and you don't want to forget about Koski played uh, played very well once I thought early in the year running him out there I think 10 
know, the first 11 games. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. He wore down, but once uh, once Smitty came back, uh, we had a great, uh, uh, our one-two punch and goal was the real strength of our team. We're joined by Ken Holland. Ken, is this, we'll get to McDavid and Dry Settle in a second. Uh, the team finished 11th overall in goals against 2.75, uh, sixth in the league, actually seventh. They dropped to seventh after the game on Saturday. Seventh in the league at save percentage at 910. Uh, and I know a couple commentators have said to me, the Oilers are subtly better, uh, defensively than people think. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Subtly better defensively than maybe people think. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think you know from from Dave Tippett coming in last year, right from uh, day one. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny because you know when we hired Tip, there was a sort of feeling that he was, you know, this defensive coach, and and then uh, you know, eighteen months later, we're suddenly def- like that's that's sort of one of his strengths. I mean, that's what he was as a player. He was a defensive, uh, you know, bottom six checker. Um, and uh, I think if you're going to be good in the playoffs, you got to know how to keep the puck in your net. Some nights you got to score, you, but but most nights you got to figure out how to keep the, you, you saw the scores here over the last two, two going into overtime at the Islanders, zero, zero going into overtime. You know, you're not going to win six, five uh, very often in the playoffs. If you give up five, you're probably on the losing end. So I think that uh, what I liked about us can Consistently, you know, after the three and six start, the first nine games, I thought we started to really dig in and we started to play consistent hockey and we kept the puck out of our net um, and, and, and uh, we, we played consistently night after night. Similar, you knew what to expect out of our team. You knew what to expect out of our team. We had that little blip there with Toronto where they came in and, and beat us three straight. But for the most part, we were pretty consistent. And and I think going into playoffs, that's a good, that's a good. You know what you're kind of going to expect. Now, I also know that the the playoffs are all roller coaster ride. Once you know after game one on. Uh, on Wednesday night, you go into the morning of Game Two, and you know the the team that lost has got is talking about adjustments, and 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 now the now the series is on. So, uh, um, but I think going into Wednesday night, we played at a consistent level. We defended, uh, we defended good. Uh, we had lots of good. You know, we had lots of people take a step up in their their career. Um, you know, Slater Kukuk was in the other night. He's he's available for us. Uh, obviously, we would got Kuk. Kulikov at the deadline, Caleb yep. Jones, yeah, Russell's close to being ready. He's practicing every day, so we think we've got good depth. We're anxious to get going. 
Ken, is there something to be said for size on defense? I mean, Montreal, when they get everybody healthy, I'm not sure Weber's going to play or not. Toronto's top four has got some size to it. You added Kulikov. Cuckoo came back. He was paired with Bear today. You could have Nurse, Kulikov, Larson, and Cuckoo all play. They're all six foot two or bigger. Different type of defenders, like even Connor, when Connor's gone up against Montreal and Toronto, they've got some size, some reach. Is there something to be said for that? Well, I think if you've been, I mean, if you've been watching this, I mean, we all watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, it's 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 another level. I mean, it's it's more intense. It's harder. It's physical. There's more battles in the corner. There's you got to be strong on the wall. You got to get the puck out along the wall. Or you have a turnover. You know, goals are hard to come by. So you've got to there's that uh, you got to make it difficult on the other team. And I think I think part of it's size, Bob. I think part of it's size range. I think there needs to be a dimension of range. But I think also is the mentality. You you can have five foot ten players that are you know, 185, 190 plus pounds, and they play they play bigger than their size, and I, I think so. I think it's style of play, but but at the end of the day, the the playoffs it's it's hard, it's gonna it's competitive, um, the competitive balance is. Like I said, since the salary cap was come in in '05, it's 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 the disparity between the best teams in the tournament and the worst teams is 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 greatly reduced. Um, so size obviously is a factor. Determination. You got to win one-on-one puck battles. You got to block shots. You got to do all those things to, uh, to, to 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 win a series. And then if you win a series, you got to you get another opportunity to do it all over again. But absolutely, I think again, it's size, but it's it's also mentality and winning puck battles and and uh, winning 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 the battles along the along the boards blocking blocking shots those are all things that are going to be are, are are even more important now than they are over the regular season can just two more questions for you here uh Leon Dreisettle had basically the same season he had last year. Just over one and a half. I think he finished exactly one and a half points per game. He was at 1.54 last year. He was plus 29 this year. He led the league in power play goals. And he's probably not going to finish in the top five for MVP when he won it last year. Does that just speak to how spectacular of a year Connor had? And uh, and maybe the fact that you made one of the best decisions ever coming to an organization with those two guys. No, I mean, it absolutely just speaks to the I mean, Connor had it. An unbelievable year. I mean, he almost, I mean, he's what, 105 points, two, basically two points a game um, in a league where it's it's hard to score. So, you know, Leon had an MVP type of season, but obviously was overshadowed by, by Connor came back with a, with a mission from, uh, from day one of the, of the training camp of the regular season. Uh, fortunate here. We're all fortunate. I'm fortunate as a manager. I know Tip, we, we talk to have Connor and Leon, two of the best young players in the world. They're really just coming into the prime of their career. You know, 20, I look at 23, 24 to about 30, 31 for, for superstar players. That's the, that's the you know, you're really in the prime. So they're just really coming into the prime of their career. So uh, um, we feel fortunate. I feel fortunate to be on a, on a, on a, on a team with those two young uh, Superstars, and, and not only are they superstars, they got a lot of will and passion and heart, and they worked hard to uh, at their at their game to, to, to the areas that needed to to be uh, improved a little bit. They've they've worked incredibly hard to to become all round players, and um, you know they're 
they're all world. They're all world. We're fortunate to be able to be on a team with them and, and to watch them do what they do on an every night basis. All right. Uh, they're under contract. I have to ask you this. My assumption is no negotiation takes place during the playoffs, but you've got several critical UFAs coming up, including uh, Mike Smith, uh, you know, Adam Larson, Tyson Berry, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins to name four. Is it, does that get pushed until after the playoffs for you? Uh, in terms of how you know, or yeah, do those yeah. conversations yeah, yeah. continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I reflect back. You know, in 1994-95, I think I was we were negotiating with Mike Vernon. Uh, I was the assistant manager, and right through the playoffs, and all of a sudden we lost in the finals. I think it, I think it became a distraction. I decided when I became manager, the last couple of weeks of the regular season, the end of the playoffs, uh, I'm not going to negotiate with players. The focus has to be on team success. So, so there won't be any negotiating going on until the season's over. All right, I lied. One more for you. Uh, does any negotiation once the off season start have to factor in Darnell Nurse? and his uh, progression of becoming a first-pairing NHL D this year. And the, he's taken two straight bridge deals and the deal that you're going to have to uh, inevitably get him done with here in a year from now. Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. Because we're, if, if it was not a flat cap world, I, you know, you could factor in raises that are the, 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 the increase in the cap could pick up some of your, your raises. But we're in a flat cap world, certainly looks like for the next two or three years. So um, not I, I just can't spend all the money. I have to know that going into next year, the players on our team that are, um, you know, in, in the summer of 22, uh, Darnell is, is UFA, uh, Jesse Pugliarvi is RFA. So that all all those have, that has to be factored into uh, whatever decisions we make. But but certainly we've got some high profile guys. They're coming off the books, but I've got their money and we can put them back on the books. So you know I, I'm gonna when the year's over, I'll sit down. I, we've got a lot of work to do, but uh, um, we'll, we'll 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 make it happen. I've, we've I've done it before. All right, uh, let's focus on the playoffs. Ken, thanks for a bit of a uh, playoff preview with us. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Oilers GM and President of Hockey Operations, Ken Holland. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. Uh, we did the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. We're going to go to our top story. It is presented... Uh, daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers did run their lines today. Full disclosure, I uh, was uh, doing something with Tony and Jack uh, for our panel, and it was ran up against the uh, start of practice. So I was not at practice, but uh, the multiple people have tweeted out uh, today. Here's what we uh, saw uh, from the Oilers at practice today. Connor McDavid with Dominic Cahoon and Yessa Pogliarvi. Leon Dreisaitl with R&H and Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Ryan McLeod back in between James Neal and Alex Chason. Uh, Devin Shore and Josh Archibald flanking Jujar Kara. That was the Oilers' top four lines. Nurse was with Barry. Kulikov with Larson, as you heard during the conversation with uh, Ken Holland. Uh, Slater Cuckoo was with Ethan Bear. We'll see if that's the case the next couple of days or whether or not Caleb Jones ends back in there. Again, Cuckoo's a six foot two guy that played well last year for Chicago. Uh, ended up coming off a uh, substantive uh, spell where he was out due to a broken collarbone. Again, that's our top story. We know Mike Smith's 
get a starting game on that's a given as well let's do this while we have a minute brendan uh, we'll go right into it nhl today for our friends at elite promotional marketing company branded uh, apparel products and awards all created in-house shop local at elitepromomarketing.com and here's brendan escott he dropped his paper on the floor. Give me a half second. Can you okay, buy me a half I, second, Bob? Yeah, I can, I can fill. So that'll be interesting in terms of Cuckoo. We've talked about this a lot, about the size of the defense. And we know that, uh, you know, if I had to bend over like that, I'd sprain some fat right now, Brendan. You're lucky you're still skinny. But uh, did, have you got the paper now? Yeah, ready to rock and roll, yes. Game two between Boston and uh, Washington tonight. The Bruins grabbing a one nothing series lead on Saturday. Carolina hosts Nashville. Colorado welcomes St. Louis. Lewis, those two series uh, will begin this evening. And then, of course, Wednesday, 7 p.m., live from Rogers Place, Game 1 between Edmonton and Winnipeg. Sam Bennett has a hearing with the Department of Player Safety for boarding Blake Coleman in last night's thrilling Game 1 loss to Tampa. Ugly check from behind there. It only drew a minor penalty on the play. Bakersfield Condors wrapped up the regular season. Two wins this weekend over the Henderson Silver Knights. 3-2 Saturday, 4-3 in a shootout yesterday. Uh, Pacific Division semifinals begin Friday. The Condors hosting the third seed San Diego Gulls. And we will hear more from Jay Woodcroft at 1.35. And uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, they released their uh, um, team awards. Sebastian Cosa, the 2021 MVP of the team, 17-1, 0-1 in Nashville. Uh, a sub two goals against average not too bad Jake Neighbors top scorer award 33 points in 19 games his second such award and Matthew Robertson took the team's defense uh, top defenseman award Bob. you sound like you're out of breath how far did that paper go anyway like 20-25 feet I don't <laughs> I know, know. I feel like I'm out of breath too I'm trying to because I know you down. don't smoke so I, no. I know that's not it so <laughs> all right uh, Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list that are 13 Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app store stop for recommendation Mediterranean chicken you heard Ken Hall and he said last two weeks of the regular season in the playoffs, doesn't negotiate deals, pushes that uh, forward till after the completion of the season because of an experience that he had back in 94-95. I've always felt that's the uh, smart way to handle things. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.